Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Seven seven three eight one three eight one one eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. I spent part of the day interviewing Peter Schweitzer, and uh, depending on the subject, depending on what I plan to do on my Sunday show or Levin TV, sometimes I'll interview a guest a little bit earlier as I did with Peter Schweitzer. Uh, I know there is football playoff on s- Sunday. There was last Sunday, too. We still won the night on cable news. I want to thank everybody. I don't know. What is it about me, Mr. Producer? I get the 6 p.m. East Coast time show, the hardest slot in radio, and the 9 p.m. Sunday slot. Yeah, it's amazing. 8 p.m., excuse me, up against 60 minutes and football, and we win. On cable, we win. I actually love it. I love it. Now, so Peter Schweitzer's book comes out next Tuesday. Now, there are books and books, and we've had wonderful authors on this program, so I don't want to suggest otherwise. But his books and this book involves extensive research that he and his group undertake. This is by far his best book. Comes out next Tuesday. By far his best book. And it is frightening what you're going to learn in this book. And the book is called Red-Handed. How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win. Now, I know it's Thursday. It doesn't come out till next Tuesday, so I'm not here as a special pleader. I'm here to tell you, having read the vast majority of this book, I learned things I never knew, and you know I'm on top of these facts. 
that the media in America will never investigate, will never cover, because they're part of it. But you will be shocked to learn. Shocked, even though at this point you're probably thinking to yourselves, nothing will shock me anymore. You will be shocked to learn the extent to which big tech, Silicon Valley, is in the back pocket of Xi. Not just China, but Xi. And how they slobber all over him and that regime as if this is some kind of a religious cult. Absolutely incredible. You're going to learn the extent to which Nancy Pelosi, her husband, John Boehner, these are two speakers. One a former speaker, this speaker. Feinstein and others are up in the, uh, in the grill of Xi and Communist China. The kind of money that they earn. You're going to learn far more than that. You're going to learn the extent to which the corporatists in America are compliant with this regime. You're going to learn about the Bush and Trudeau dynasties with our focus on Bush and how they've profited. And you're going to learn things about the Bidens that you didn't know. Upwards of $31 million transferred to the Biden family in one way or another, to one or another. Unbelievable. And it goes on and on. And it is a book that flows. It's really very, very important. It's very important that people read this book. This isn't by my publisher. I'm trying to see here. I don't remember the publisher, actually. Harper. Publisher's Harper. Uh, My publisher is Simon & Schuster. People can say what they will, but Simon & Schuster has been a superb publisher for me and other conservatives, despite some of the controversies. So I'm really hyped up about this, because uh, I'm not going to take the, the luster or take the attention away from Peter. I hope you'll watch the Sunday show, 8 p.m., Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox. Uh, we'll also have him on the radio program, but it'll be a full one-hour interview. He's the only guest. And it's not that Peter has a book. It's what's in the book. Because I don't do a lot of book interviews. I think I've told you. I strongly believe that what's needed on Fox or other conservative cable channels, OAN, Newsmax, is a one-hour book interview show with an author. Now, a lot of people know that's boring. There are so many brilliant books and brilliant authors out there. And I think a lot of these companies underestimate the intelligence of their audience. Almost four years ago, it'll be four years in February, I started Life, Liberty, and Levin. I was asked to do a TV show by Fox, by uh, Suzanne Scott, who's fabulous, the CEO there. Once a week, and on Sunday, obviously, is my show. It started at 10 p.m. We were number one on the Sunday nights. Moved to 8 p.m. We're number one on Sunday nights. Okay, great. That's you. That's not me. But I have a lot of people who come to me with books. 
Some of them are okay. Some of them they don't write. But some of these authors are absolutely brilliant and fascinating. And I know you would find them so compelling. Absolutely would. The long-form interview that I do on my Fox show, I'm just giving you a little backstage stuff, was fairly popular in the 60s, the 70s, even part of the 80s. And then it stopped. And then the prototypical program is move fast, make the show hot, people don't want to leave, move the guests, move the subjects, boom, 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 each segment, different subject. And so when I was asked, I said, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do a long-form interview. And now long-form interviews are starting to come back as a result of the success of Life, Liberty, and Levin. You folks. Because you want to learn things. You want to understand things. So do I. And many of the people we talk to have nothing to do with politics. So I feel there ought to be a show. And maybe I'll do one one day. I don't know where. Maybe I'll do one one day. Where it is, as I, uh, as I imagine. And I'll bet you that show will be a ratings blockbuster, too. People are looking for some kind of different way to listen to information, different way to communicate with each other. I don't need to reinvent the wheel. I know when I was young, young guy, I know when I was a young guy what caught my attention. And there's people who yearn for this. Yearn for it. So someday, some way, I will figure that out. There's a lot of opportunities out. A lot. Wonderful opportunities. Anyway, this Peter Schweitzer book, Red-Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win, you'll learn very quickly why the framers of the Constitution were such geniuses. Why they rejected the idea of a centralized government, why they insisted on separation of powers, why they rejected the idea of a unicameral Congress, but they have a bicameral Congress, why they laid out specific responsibilities for each branch, why the federal government that the, that the states created were offset by the sovereignty of the states, reasserted and underscored by the Tenth Amendment, and why the focus of the Bill of Rights and the focus of our government was on individual liberty. Because the more autocratic and centralized our government becomes, the more these individuals sell out the country for their own power and their own desires. And they're very comfortable with dealing with fascists and Marxists and genocidal maniacs who run other countries. The NBA has no problem with it. Hollywood has no problem with it. As you'll find out, a number of politicians have no problem with it. A number of media types have no problem with it. Period. The more decentralized it is, the more unlikely it is that this sort of thing occurs. So there's this constant pressure by those who benefit from centralized government, whether in Washington, those who accumulate power themselves, or those who benefit from it, by receiving the, the benefits of the blood, sweat, and tears of other citizens that they did not earn. 
I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. My friends, I know you love freedom and want to defend it. And I know you love the Constitution. Well, so do I. And it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education, and it is working to make this education available to all. But today, I want to tell you about Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest of liberty. It's called Imprimus. Over 6 million households and businesses receive Imprimus for free every month. And you can join them by subscribing at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who love freedom make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for free. And Primus is one of my favorite publications. It's short, smart, useful, and fun. Start receiving your own free copy of this great digest of liberty. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Margaret Cleveland over at the uh, Federalist is an excellent thinker and writer. She points out that Biden's attack on voting rights far surpasses Trump's election claims. Democrats and the leftist media continue to champion the House's sham investigation into January 6th with news breaking just yesterday that the illegally constituted committee had subpoenaed Rudy Giuliani, Jenny Ellis, and others. If these January 6th truthers genuinely believed that election-related rhetoric caused the Capitol riots and represented a real threat to our republic, they would turn their attention to the current White House and to their grand poopa. In one week alone, Biden eclipsed everything Trump and his supporters said about the validity of the 2020 election. By framing his false claims of voter suppression and election subversion as Jim Crow 2.0, our commander-in-chief has guaranteed a divided America. The only remaining question is whether he is also guaranteed a violent America. Now, we've touched on this, too. And not just Biden. Schumer, the Democrat Party, and the media have planted the seeds of violence after the 2022 and 24 elections, particularly the latter. And they've told the nation that Donald Trump is not, not to be a nominee. These are the real Bolsheviks. That's right, I said it. Yesterday, President Joe, the Uniter Biden, proclaimed on Twitter that Jim Crow 2.0 is about two insidious things. Voter suppression and election subversion. It's about making it harder to vote. Who gets to count the vote and whether your vote counts at all, quote-unquote. And what is Jim Crow 2.0? State election integrity laws in effect in every or nearly every state, which Biden and his fellow Democrats want to gut with the passage of the so-called Freedom to Vote Act, which Biden promoted in the same tweet. And a week earlier, Biden's race-baiting rhetoric went further when he went to Atlanta, Georgia, to rally support for passage of two federal bills. While there, after recounting the horror of four young black girls murdered at Birmingham Church and speaking solemnly of the beatings of the innocent crossing the, the bridge at Selma, our president segued to, quote, the right to vote and have the vote counted, unquote. It is democracy's threshold liberty, Biden intoned, before proclaiming that the votes of nearly 5 million Georgians will be up for grabs if the law holds, referring to Georgia's Election Integrity Act of 2021. Biden's attack continued with him stressing, it's not just here in Georgia. Last year alone, 19 states uh, 
not only proposed but enacted 34 laws attacking voting rights. Their end game, Biden said, to turn the will of the voters into a mere suggestion, something states can respect or ignore. Then came the line he repeated in yesterday's tweet. Quote, Jim Crow 2.0 is about two insidious things. Voter suppression and election subversion. It's no longer about who gets to vote. It's about making it harder to vote. It's about who gets to count the vote and whether your, count, your vote counts at all. This is so poisonous, folks. After assuring his audience his words were fact and not hyperbole, Biden continued, quote, Look, this matters to all of us. The goal of the former president and his allies is to disenfranchise anyone who votes against them. Simple as that. The facts won't matter. Your vote won't matter. They'll just decide what they want and then do it. That's the kind of power you see in totalitarian states, not in democracies. As he ended his speech, he encouraged passage of the bills, even though that meant discarding the filibuster. And in doing so, he declared opponents of the legislation, quote, domestic enemies, unquote, and supporters of voter suppression and election subversion with a clear target that suppression, according to Biden, being black Americans. What Biden just told to the country and the world is this, that when Democrats lose in November 2022 or suffer defeat in the presidential election in 2024, it will be because of voter suppression or election subversion. It will be because black Americans were denied the right to vote. Biden's preemptory challenge to the election results far surpassed anything Trump said or did. At least Trump made it about him, claiming the election was stolen from him. Biden cast the die about democracy, domestic enemies, and race, all while declaring his words fact and not hyperbole. May God save our country if the people actually believe him. Let me be clear. So the munchkins at Media Matters and the, uh, and the perverts over there at Media, I can understand something. Mental perverts, of course. What did they think I meant? If there is violence, it's on their hands. I know of no responsible conservative talk show host who preaches violence on the airwaves. And yet Joe Biden's just preached violence. When you're telling people that they are denied the right to vote because of their race, when you're telling people the Republican Party is the party of the enemy, it's the party of Jim Crow, and they're trying to prevent you to vote because of your race, when you're telling people that if you lose, it's because the Republican Party chose not to count the votes... You are lighting fuses all over the place. You are lighting fuses all over the place. And the Democrat Party is very good at this. That's why it exists, to light fuses. Meanwhile, they blame everybody else. My friends, I know you love freedom and want to defend it. And I know you love the Constitution. Well, so do I. And it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education, and it is working to make this education available to all. But today, I want to tell you about Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest of liberty. It's called Imprimus. Over 6 million households and businesses receive Imprimus for free every month. And you can join them by subscribing at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who love freedom make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for free. And Primus is one of my favorite publications. It's short, smart, useful, and fun. 
Start receiving your own free copy of this great Digest of Liberty. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Mark Levin says today what the backbenchers will repeat tomorrow. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. Eighty years ago today, we're supposed to remember January 6th as this great or grave event. And the Democrats want this enshrined in the minds of every school-aged child. As the day our, our government almost fell. Our government almost fell on January 6th. That's a joke. 80 years ago today. I wonder how many schools taught this. When it happened 80 years ago today. I wonder if LeBron James is familiar with what happened 80 years ago today. Or Talib or Omar or AOC. For that matter, Pelosi and Biden, Harris, even Schumer. How about members of the media? On cable TV, on network TV. Just 80 years ago. That's not much, 80 years ago. How many people you know are 80 years old? Probably several. Marvin Ayer and Abraham Cooper over at the Hill. Several years ago, the Simon Wiesenthal Center acquired the most significant document in our history they write. The four-page letter was written and signed by a virtually unknown German soldier, Adolf Hitler, at the behest of the intelligence unit to which he was connected shortly before he was demobilized after Germany's defeat in World War I. Dated September 16, 1919, six years before the publication of Mein Kampf, Hitler described his hatred of Jews emphasizing that emotional anti-Semitism, I'm quoting, which will always find its expression in the form of programs, wouldn't solve the problem. Only a legal removal of the rights of the Jew would. Hitler added, the uncompromising removal of the Jews altogether could be accomplished only under a government of national strength and never under a government of national impotence. And in the chaotic aftermath of Germany's defeat, no one could predict that Hitler would amass the power to see his hatred become a formal government policy two decades later. Throughout the 1930s, Hitler mesmerized millions of Germans with the fervor of his promise to make Germany an unmatched power. The power of this hate bolstered by new propaganda techniques and backed by murder and mayhem unleashed against anyone who opposed him, that the masses of the world's most civilized society were prepared to march their nation straight into World War II in 1939. The Fuhrer, as he would become known, however powerful, could not fulfill his prophecy from hell against the Jews alone. As Hitler had written two decades earlier, his vision of a Jew-free world could not be achieved by emotional pogroms or even the mass execution of hundreds of thousands of Jews by special killing squads in newly captured Soviet territories. Too messy, too traumatic to keep shooting women and children at such close range. 
All that would change at a secret meeting on the shores of a beautiful lake, Wannsee, just outside of Berlin. It was originally slated for December 9 because of Pearl Harbor. Hitler declared war on the United States right after. The Wannsee Conference was rescheduled for January 20, 1942, 80 years ago. Reinhard Heydrich, Deputy SS Chief and Head of the Reich Security Main Office, summoned the State Secretaries of Germany's most important ministries to coordinate their participation in achieving the final solution to the Jewish problem. Better methods had to be implemented. The participants around the table 80 years ago were no ordinary thugs. Most had attended Germany's most respected schools and universities. Eight of the 15 invitees invitees held doctorates. And while they knew that Jews were being murdered in Moss and occupied USSR, Heydrich left little doubt that Hitler had ordered a final solution to the Jewish problem, meaning all of Europe's Jews were to be annihilated. Heydrich sought to involve Germany's government ministries to help achieve that goal. Now, he'd expected opposition from some attendees, but according to Holocaust organizer Adolf Eichmann, who was present, Heydrich found an unexpected air of agreement. Rather than expressing concerns or outright opposition, the eight PhDs in attendance expressed enthusiasm about being included in the plan. At his trial in Jerusalem many years later, Eichmann testified, these gentlemen were sitting together and minced no words about it. They spoke about methods of killing the Jews, about murder, liquidation, about extermination. Gazing Jews drew particular interest. The importance of the Wannsee Conference 80 years ago cannot be overstated. It marked the point at which Hitler's plans for genocide were shared with Germany's major ministries. It also demonstrated the need for the participation of those bureaucracies to accomplish genocide. And just as important, the summaries typed at the end of the conference, the Wannsee Protocol, is the only document in history codifying genocide as official state policy. The Wannsee Conference took fewer than 90 minutes to devise a plan to wipe out an entire population in Europe. It took place not in some backward country, but in one of the world's most technologically and scientifically advanced societies. Eighty years later, the world must not ignore the Wannsee legacy. Everyone should read and ponder the Wannsee Protocol. Never again should anyone confuse being educated with having morals. Some of Germany's most educated enthusiastically followed Hitler and educated people today still forge strategies to legitimize crimes in the name of greater good. Never again should leaders of democracies turn a blind eye to evils unleashed against innocents by governments, such as communist China or Iran's malocracy, with the hope that somehow playing pussyfoot with tyrants will change the course of history. That didn't work for Neville Chamberlain, and it won't work now. Finally, in the Middle East, we cannot expect Israel, the Gulf states, and Egypt to accept a new Iran nuclear deal. A nuclearized Ayatollah would mean a possible nuclear holocaust. With Jews again the principal target. We've learned the hard way that words have consequences, and we must take tyrants at their word. If the leaders of the United States, United Kingdom, and other democracies would pause to study the Wannsee Protocol... 
might save the world from another Holocaust. Rabbi Marvin Hires, founder and CEO of the Simon Wiesenthal Center, Rabbi Abram Cooper is the center's associate dean and global social action director. And you should take a look at the Swansea Protocol, January 20, 1942. The detail it provides. Approximately 11 million Jews were to be involved in the final solution of the Europe-Jewish question. They broke down the numbers by country. How they would handle the problem. How there would be proper guidance. What about people of mixed blood? Well, it depends. Mixed blood of the first degree or the second degree or other degrees. It would depend. What are the children of mixed blood? It would depend. They'd either go to that line or the other line. What about non-Jews who married Jews? How were they to be treated? What about sterilization and abortion? What about all of it? How are they to be dealt with? In 90 minutes, they made those determinations. The final solution, 80 years ago today, hatched the Wansi Protocol. We ever taught about this, Mr. Producer? No. Mr. Call Screener, you ever taught about this? The final solution? The Holocaust? And nobody's taught about this in our public schools today. One of the great websites is the Avalon Project. I use it all the time. I mention it in Liberty and Tyranny as a resource. They have original documents to look at on on their website. For American history, for world history, ancient history, medieval history, 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, 21st century. It's a fantastic site. But all the propaganda and so forth and so on. It makes you wonder when you think of modern times, groups like Black Lives Matter, anti-Semitic groups, does it not? Being supported by hosts at ESPN, by its corporate masters, Disney, by the teams they cover, the NBA, the NFL, by mayors who write BLM and Black Lives Matter in their streets. In the original mission statement, not only are they Marxists, but they're anti-Semites. Makes you wonder about critical race theory being pushed by the left, including people in the media. In the media, being pushed by the NEA and the AFT and superintendents all over the country. Critical race theory is an anti-Semitic, racist, Marxist ideology. Things can happen in industrialized society and advanced societies. Things can happen. The communist revolution 
in Russia was not led by a peasant, a janitor. It's led by a college graduate, Lenin. The communist revolution in China was not led by a peasant, janitor. It was led by an educated man who studied Marx. While he was working at a library. Mao Zedong. The communist revolution in Cuba wasn't led by a peasant or janitor. Led by a lawyer. By the name of Fidel Castro. These Marxist movements, and in many cases these fascistic movements, are led by highly educated people. Look at Italy. Mussolini was a journalist. A journalist. And a fascist. Marx was a journalist. Wrote for American papers for over 12 years. And obviously... The Marxist. I just thought I'd point it out. 80 years ago today, the final solution was hatched in 1942. I'll be right back. Mark My friends, I know you love freedom and want to defend it. And I know you love the Constitution. Well, so do I. And it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education, and it is working to make this education available to all. But today, I want to tell you about Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest of liberty. It's called Imprimus. Over 6 million households and businesses receive Imprimus for free every month. And you can join them by subscribing at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who love free to make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for free. And Primus is one of my favorite publications. It's short, smart, useful, and fun. Start receiving your own free copy of this great digest of liberty. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. I give you just a taste of a very small morsel of history. And then you read something like this from Just the News and nowhere else. Representatives Talib and Omar participated in events with groups that called for the release of Lady Al-Qaeda. The gunman who took hostages inside a Texas synagogue demanded the release of Afia Siddiqui, convicted in 2010 of attempting to murder... Americans. Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar participated in events with Muslim American advocacy groups that have called for her release from a Texas prison. The gunman who took hostages in a Texas synagogue on Tuesday demanded the release of Siddiqui, who's been referred to in the counterterrorism world as Lady Al-Qaeda. And she was convicted in 2010 of attempting to murder U.S. citizens. In 2008, 
She was detained by Afghan authorities who found a number of items in her possession, including handwritten notes that referred to a mass casualty attack and that listed various locations in the United States, including Plum Island, the Empire State Building, the Statue of Liberty, Wall Street, the Brooklyn Bridge, said an FBI press release of her conviction. According to Foreign Policy magazine, the Taliban offered to trade captive U.S. Army deserter Bo Bergdahl for her. In the past, ISIS has offered to trade prisoners in exchange for Siddiqui. And according to NBC News, there have been long reports that she married the nephew of 9-11 mastermind Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, but those haven't been confirmed. In November 2021, the Council on American-Islamic Relations and American Muslims for Palestine held a free Dr. Afia Washington, D.C. Advocacy Day to press Congress for the release of the convicted terrorist. Care, which is an important part of the Democrat Party, just so you know. In April of last year, Talib joined Dr. Asama Aberzhide, executive director of the AMP, and other advocates for a discussion about Palestinian rights. Just the News reached out to Talib's office and asked if the congresswoman supports the effort by AMP to free Siddiqui. Talib's office did not respond before publication. I know, the word no is tough. Care honored Minnesota Democratic Representative Ilhan Omar in December as American Muslim Public Servant of 2021. Now, understand, she hates the country and is an anti-Semite, and Care honors her. At the organization's virtual gala, Omar's office did not respond when asked if the congresswoman supports Care's effort to free Siddiqui. Yes, that word, no, is a tough one. Talib and Omar, two members of Congress, two members of Congress who hate their country, hate the Jews. It's just unbelievable, as does this group CARE, which is a key part, as I say, of the Democrat Party infrastructure, infrastructure, human infrastructure. And, of course, no criticism except from me. Not from the New York Slimes, not from the Washington Compost, no. Not from Media Matters, the source front group. Not from Mediaite, no, from me. Mr. Controversy, Mr. Right-Winger. All right, folks, I shall return. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. Seven seven three eight one three eight one one. Kamala Kamala Harris going at it with of all people, uh, Savannah Guthrie. It was actually quite entertaining, I thought, Mister Producer. Let us start with cut three on the Today Show this morning. Go. 
Let's talk about another comment the president made. He openly cast doubt on whether the 2022 midterm elections would be legitimate. He said it all depends, um, which is astonishing. It all depends on whether Democrats win or not. If the Democrats win, it's perfect. We know this because Senator Mike Rounds of South Dakota Republic told us. But if they lose, it's the white supremacists in the Republican Party. Stealing the vote. Go ahead. Whether our elections will be legitimate. We've heard it before, but not from this president. Is he really concerned that that we may not have fair and free elections? The president has been consistent on this issue. And the issue at hand, the issue, I was there last night uh, in the chamber of the Senate. And the issue is that there are two bills, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and the Freedom to Vote Act that have been the, the solution that has been offered to address the fact that around our country, states have put in place laws that are purposely making it more difficult for the American people. Now here people. the question would be, follow up, what is it exactly that the states have put in place that are intended to prevent minorities from voting? What exactly is it? And if that's the case, how did Barack Milhouse Benito Obama get elected? Twice. Over two white guys. Two very white guys, as a matter of fact. Go ahead. Laws which will be felt by at least 55 million Americans, regardless of their party affiliation, their race, their gender, or their geographic location. Well, to the point, though, because so those we bills were clear, debated. And it's, but it's, yeah, the, the, the bills it's, were debated it's, it's, and they didn't pass. pass. If so I may the, finish. The specific, if I may, if I may finish. But the specific question, if you don't mind, does he think, now that these bills haven't been passed, that the 22 midterms won't be legitimate or fair or free? Let's not conflate issues. So what we are looking at and and the topic of so much debate last night was that we as America cannot afford to allow this blatant erosion of our democracy and in particular the right of all Americans who are eligible to vote to have access to the ballot unfettered. Yes, it's been so unbelievable. The fettering that's been going on. Have you seen all this fettering, Mr. Producer? All of the fettering efforts to prevent people from voting? I've never seen anything like this. All the loose lawsuits alleging fettering? We need to have unfettering. The efforts to prevent people from voting. Can you tell us what that? Yes. Anyone who disagrees with all the things that we want to do are fettering the the election processes. And you know, uh, know, Mr. Producer, look, I know my voice isn't perfect. It's got a bit of a nasal twang. She really is over the edge, don't you think? And you know what? I I also think we're the good days of the the comics, Rich Little and others. I mean, that guy used to crack me up. He would do a great Kamala Harris, I bet. I bet he'd do a really great Joe Biden, you know, just walk into walls. Or just do a Professor Erwin Corey. Go ahead. These initiatives failed because Democrats weren't united, let alone Republicans. Was that an error as you look back on this year? Well, when I look back on this year, I think about things like the bipartisan infrastructure law. 
Um, administrations, both Democrat and Republican, have tried for years. Well, doesn't that show Republicans do what, were do, willing to help if the, if the initiatives were good? Shut up and let me finish, for God's sakes. Don't you know who I am? Shut up, let me finish. I'm Kamala Harris, the Vice President of the United States. Just cut it out. Ah, oh, you know that's what she wants to say. You know that's what she desperately wants to say. She who cannot keep staff. Go ahead. Tried for years to do what the American people want, and what the American people know is not an issue that be, should be thought of through a political lens. Things like upgrading our roads and bridges, things like cleaning out the lead pipes of America, because over yeah, fifty. But what percentage of the uh, what percentage of that bill actually went towards cleaning lead pipes, fixing roads and tunnels and bridges? What percentage? Large percentage went to the usual left-wing crap. Go ahead. Children under the age of six are exposed to lead. Folks, how many more trillions of dollars are we going to spend on fighting lead pipes? Where does all this money go? We spent year after year money, trillions, billions, zillions, it's over and over. What, who's in charge of this stuff? You're in the private sector. Fix the lead pipes in that building. Ah, well, all right. They fix it. Okay, it's done. It's never done. They make the same arguments over and over and over again. And young people aren't reading. Well, why don't you have teachers in the classroom who are incompetent? Maybe that would help. Same thing over and over again. Bridges and roads and roads and bridges. Well, that's worth $1.9 trillion. The problem is $1.9 trillion didn't go towards bridges and roads. It's filled with crap. But they really weren't really done later on. Uh, it continues on uh, cut 12. Gets testy with Savannah on Russia and so forth. Cut 12, go. And on the subject of Ukraine, I will tell you that the president has been very clear. And we as the United very States. Very annoying habit with I will tell you over. I will t- just tell us. What do you mean? I will tell you. How about just tell us in the present sense? Present tense. Just say it, and I will tell you. No, you are telling us. Go ahead. If Putin takes aggressive action, yes, yes. What are you we are prepared to levy serious and severe costs, mm. period. And I will tell you He that- seems awfully frightened, doesn't he, Mr. Producer? What are they going to do? We'll pull our troops out of NATO. You saw what we did in Afghanistan, man. Nobody, but nobody can have a more successful, unprecedented withdrawal and surrender than our General Milley and his people. Nobody. That's what we'll do. Go ahead. The, the posture that we have taken is grounded in the respect and the value we place. What the in hell is sovereign- she saying? She rambles on. You know, the respect and the value that we have, uh, that we place in, uh, you know, you understand what I'm trying, the thing, you know, to, to quote the great, uh, you know, Joe Biden. And the president's been very, very clear that he anticipates the Russians will invade Ukraine. And he's been very, very clear when he walks it back. Nobody's more clear than Joe Biden. Nobody. 
Excuse me. Nobody's more clear than Joe Biden. Nobody. Nobody. Everybody knows this. Except you white supremacists out there. Wait a minute. He was the white supremacist. Not anymore. You are. Go ahead. And territorial integrity. Madam and in Vice particular President, in this case, I'm sorry the to sovereignty and territorial yeah. integrity of I'm Ukraine. sorry to interrupt, but will you shut up when I try and get a question in as you ramble on? May I say, with all due respect, with all due respect, go ahead. And I'm we so are sorry very to interrupt, but it is, had... it is less than clear because 30 minutes after the news conference, the White House press secretary had to actually clarify the president. Now, you know what Kamala Harris is thinking, don't you, Mr. Producer? These people are supposed to be on our side. I am stunned at Savannah Guthrie, who's named out of a prominent, named after a prominent town in Georgia, Savannah. I'm shocked that she would dare to raise questions. Savannah. Or is it Savannah? Savannah, Savannah. This is unbelievable. You're going to have to be demoted. Over there at, uh, where, where is she? NBC? I don't know. Go ahead. Mars. Savannah, I'm being clear with you right now. Yes, okay. And, and, and so if you're interested, I'll continue to be clear. Which is <laughs> Not that. really. I'm not interested in the least. And so far, you make no sense. I don't know what you're being clear about. Do you? Go ahead. We have had direct conversations through various levels of diplomacy with Putin. All right, all right. With stop it. We've had direct conversations through various levels of diplomacy. Does that make sense, Rich? No, a direct conversation is the president picks up the phone. or the. We, we, we have had uh, direct conversations through various levels of diplomacy. We're really engaged here, you know. We, we, we got all kinds of sanctions ready should he, should he invade Ukraine. We really do. Go ahead. Uh, and most importantly, with our allies and partners, including our NATO <clears throat> allies and partners, we are clear and have been clear for quite some time. I would tell you, we really are clear. Nobody's clearer than us. We are so clear, it's unbelievable. We're clear to a frightening extent here in the Biden White House. Nobody's clearer than Biden himself. Go ahead. First approach and priority and, 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 and preference is that these issues could be resolved diplomatically. Well, we're having direct discussions through uh, different levels of uh, diplomacy. with, uh, And I'm sure it's working very effectively because the press idiot to the idiot the other day was saying that uh, Russia could invade at any time. And then, of course, the idiot himself last night, as I pointed out here so brilliantly, talks about, yes, I I expect, uh, you know, I expect Putin to make a move on the Ukraine. What the hell? And, of course, President Trump picked right up on it, too. And meanwhile, they impeach President Trump over a perfectly fine call to the Ukraine. And this guy... They won't even mention the I-word when, either consciously or unconsciously, he's paving the way for the Russians to invade Ukraine. Now, you would think Joe Biden would be a little friendlier to the Ukrainians, given the fact that his son was paid off by that uh, corrupt company. Of course, Joe didn't know anything about that. 
No. And I would tell you if I thought he did. Well, I would tell you that if I thought Joe had any of the money from this, I would tell you that I, I think he did, actually. Should we try one more, Mr. Producer? Let's jump into cut 13. Go. The president of the United States, Joe Biden, has been very clear on the subject of Ukraine. Who? He's been very clear, I would tell you, he's been very clear. I think she uses that word clear endlessly. You know, uh, Joe Biden's been very clear. Go ahead. Which is that if Russia takes aggressive action, there will be severe and swift consequences. That there will he be. He didn't a price seem to, to say pay. that yesterday, though. At the uh oh, that's Gail King over there. She's got a question too. Uh oh, he didn't seem to say that yesterday. Go ahead. Why there's some? That's why I think clarification is needed. Well, we are very clear, and we've no, been very they're clear. They've been clear, they are clear, they were clear, and they're going to continue to be clear. Translucent, even. Go ahead. With Putin, that any aggressive action taken by Russia will meet a cost, a severe cost. Mm. Mm. That's very clear to me. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Nancy Eva Stretch Pelosi had another press conference today. Have you noticed that she and Joe Biden walk in a very similar fashion, Mr. Producer? Kind of a little shuffle. A little shuffle walk. I won't comment beyond that, although I could, and it would be quite funny. She's for the children. Cut. 16, go. The middle class is the backbone of our democracy. We have to strengthen the middle class and all who aspire to it. So that is what our legislation is about. So how we protect our nation, how we preserve our planet, how we transform our workforce, how we educate our children. Yes, yes, yes. How we push inflation through the roof, drive up the cost of food, housing, clothing, gasoline. We're here for the middle class. Not the middle class of America, but nonetheless, the middle class. Wide open borders, where illegal aliens come in, some of whom are enormously violent, 
some of whom are sexual predators? That's right, we're for the middle class. Murder through the roof, assault, carjackings, rape through the roof, on behalf of the middle class, yes. That's who we are, the Democrat Party, led by the great fascist herself, quite frankly. Nancy Eva Stretch Pelosi. Oh yes, when those cops were trying to protect the federal courthouse in Portland, she called them stormtroopers. For the middle class, of course. And her stupid husband by the name of Paul and the dumb little son by the name of Paul Jr. are busy going throughout the country looking for ways to rip people off. It's for the middle class, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yes, Nancy's always been for the middle class. Go ahead mission in Congress is about the children for the children she's for the children all about the children unless of course they get in the way of the National Education Association they get in the way of transgenderism they get in the way of critical race theory not so much for the children and if which children is she for as a matter of fact well if these children manage to actually get born then I guess she's for them. But prior to, prior to birth, she could care less. It's a choice. But she's for the children. And the choice. Isn't she? Yes, for choice and the children. If you're within three seconds of giving birth, it's not a child. Once there's birth given... Then it is. Immediate mask up. Right out of the birth canal, they slap a mask on the baby. For the sake of the baby. Shoot it with a vaccine. That's right. The scientists in Botswana say this is very effective. So Dr. Fauci, well, he thinks it's very effective. All right, I'll be right back. American Revolution starts here. The Mark Levin Show. Call in at 877-381-3811. I was going to get off this, but I decided no. This one's just too good. Nancy, Eva, Stretch, Pelosi. Why do I call her Eva, people ask me. So I want the Soros-backed crap websites to pay very close attention. I figured that when she talked like somebody out of Germany in the 1930s, that I should assign her a name. Popular back then, Eva. When you're calling brave men and women in federal law enforcement stormtroopers, I thought, well, why not assign her part of the genre? Eva. Eva who? Figure it out. But here's Nancy. Just as delusional and demented as Joe Biden. Cut 17, go. Anytime we have gathered in caucus, one way or actually virtually or hybrid, I've said to them, under this roof, figuratively or actually, is the greatest collection of intellect 
integrity, and imagination for doing the right thing for the American people. So there she is, with her caucasses. There they are. Now, of course, she kind of plagiarized this. She kind of plagiarized this when people would talk about, say, Abraham Lincoln or Thomas Jefferson or others having dinner in a room with them. The greatest collection of the greatest minds. But she seems to think that Eric Swalwell, Adam Schiff, Jerry, Jerry, come home, Jerry, Jerry Nadler, and the other group of bizarros, nincompoops and crackpots, are the greatest collection of intellect, integrity, and imagination for doing the right thing for the American. We have never seen anything like this. That Corey Baker, that Each, no, 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 no. The one, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, the House member from St. Louis. Mr. Producer's ahead of his skis. But that's okay. I don't like skiing myself. Who else? We've got another, you know, the, the group of, uh, oh, Raskin. Raskin the Red. The greatest collection of intellect, integrity, and imagination for doing the right thing. When that Eric Swalwell was cheating on his wife with a Chinese communist spy, there he was, the greatest intellect, integrity, and imagination in America. It's true. It's true. That Eric Swalwell, there's nothing like him. So of course she would keep him on the Intelligence Committee. When that Omar was spewing anti-Semitic tropes greatest collection of intellect integrity imagination for doing the right thing that we've ever seen unbelievable fantastic when Talib was out there trashing our country attacking the Jews another one of the greatest collection of intellect integrity and imagination we've ever seen She's proud. She is proud of the people she leads. Go ahead. Great confidence in the integrity of my members. She's the greatest co- in the integrity. Is that a word, Mr. Producer? Listen, I have the greatest confidence in the integrity of my members. Now, when George Bush would talk this way, they would mock him. When Dan Quayle would talk this way, they would mock him. The integrity of my member, Mr. Producer, you've got to add that to the mumblers. I have great confidence in the integrity of my members. And maybe next hour we will play in great demand the collection of mumblers that I have. I collect them like stamps and coins or gems. The integrity of my members. I, there's never been a greater group who've had more integrity than the people who I, who I lead. In fact, let's take a listen, because 
Nancy Pelosi has encouraged my, my creativity. Go. What are they? Can you get a funny the ghost track? They have an eye. It calls when, if you, they just gave, you gave them. With the, the withdrawal, bringing U.S. home troops from home. And, and, and the, the, the. You know, you know, you know, you, 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 you need somebody. Wait, so, uh, what, finally. And, uh, um. But resist, we much, we must, and we will much about that be committed. I, 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 I'm, I'm a warrior. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, that, it was, the, I mean, they, 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 they said that. Look, the, 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 yeah, the. Why is it was it him? Well, I, 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 I didn't. If we, if we, you know, it, it uh, you know, it, 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 it. We can walk and chew gum. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by, go, you know the, you know the thing. True international effort to pressure. Been impeached for inciting the erection. Donald John, Donald John Trump incited the erection, insurrection. And uh, what am I doing here? I'm going to lose track here. And uh, to private, private uh, 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 economic uh, part of the, um, the, um, uh, Mr. The, the, There's no more. I'm enjoying that. Enjoying a lot. And of course, we all had the, uh, the greatest confidence in the integrity of my members. As we continue to collect the idiocies, the gibberish, the ramblings, the buffoonery of the Democrats in the media and, of course, in politics. Which is quite compelling, I think, don't you? But there's more. There's more. We have Gina Raimondo. Raimondo. Gina Raimondo. Who's Gina Raimondo? Anybody know? Gina Raimondo for three. Three hundred dollars. Gina Raimondo. Who is Gina Raimondo? Anybody know? She's the Secretary of Commerce. What's wrong with you? And a good thing, too. She's extraordinarily articulate. Have you ever heard her speak, Mr. Producer? I haven't, but I'm told. But let's listen to her now. She's got her hand on what's going on in the economy, ladies and gentlemen. Cut 18, go. As you say, these are, you know, strong numbers. By any measure now, we have a strong economy, you know, created over 6 million jobs last year. We're the only economy in the world that is stronger now than pre-pandemic. And the unemployment rate has fallen like a rock over the past year. Hey, listen, our economy is really chugging along there. Chugging along. It's the American people. They're the problem. The economy is absolutely fine. Our policies are perfect. And you need to eat less, drive less, drink less, use less blankets, use less oil for heat. If the American people weren't so piggish, if the American people didn't want to eat three square meals a day, if the American people would walk to work, bike to work, rather than drive to work, if the American people didn't really have these big homes, we'd be perfectly fine in this post-pandemic Biden economy. 
Everything would be great. The economy is great. Look at the unemployment level. It's almost down to zero. Well, how many people have dropped out of the workforce? Hey, it's not our problem. Look at the unemployment. It's almost zero. We're doing better than any industrialized country on the face of the earth. Look how wonderfully we're doing. Go ahead. Compare us to Brussels. What are you talking about? Yeah. Nobody's like us. Our economy's winging along. But there's food and stuff missing off our shelves. Exactly my point. Now, what's your point? Listen, if they would just pass the Voting Rights Act, our shelves would be full. What the hell are you doing? That's right. Are you a racist? Just pass the Voting Rights Act. Our shelves will be full. And the gasoline prices will come down. These bastard Republicans, they block everything. Voting rights have nothing to do with food. Oh, yes, they do. Yes, they do. What are you, Bull Connor? Go ahead. We look at those numbers. I mean, I, you know, week to week, month to month, there are small variations, but it's mm-hmm, a it's a mm-hmm. strong uh, employment picture. You know, mm-hmm. wages are up, jobs okay. are up, growth is up, inflation As is up, s- gasoline prices are up, food prices are up if you can get it, car prices are up if you can get them, everything's up. And I say to her with all due respect, up yours. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Who's Cedric Richmond? He was a communist. Now he's a senior advisor to Joe Biden. Senior advisor to Joe Biden. If you're a senior advisor to Joe Biden, what do you advise him on? Where the men's room is? Here's Cedric. He's on with Chuck Todd. Now this has to be compelling. A formal advisor to the administration, Cedric, to an informal advisor to the administration, Tuck Chod. Cut 21, go. You look at the current situation in polling in the political environment, and you look at, at what you're doing in the White House. Do you believe you have a communications problem, or do you believe you have a substance problem? Uh, actually, we believe you have a substance problem, but that's a whole other story, Chuck. Go ahead. 
don't have a substance problem. And the truth is, Chuck, I think that uh, Americans are exhausted just living their daily lives right now. People yeah, are we're focused. exhausted living our daily lives. We should commit, you know, a complete Jonestown, I guess. We're just exhausted from living our lives. No, we're just exhausted from you pukes. May I say that? I think I did. Go ahead. Uh, making sure that they protect themselves and their families from COVID, making sure that there's food on the table, making sure that they kids remain in school. And so what, 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 what is this guy adding to the national conversation? Honestly, what, what is this? Go ahead. People have their head down and, and are really just living their lives. And we have our head down. Uh, trying to do the best we can to meet the challenges that families are facing. No, no, you're supposed to have your heads up trying to meet the challenges. But here's the truth, Mr. Producer. The head's not down, the head's not up. Their head's in a awkward position if you get my drift. But I want to thank Cedric Richmond for telling us that we're just sick of living our daily lives, taking care of our kids, our families, and so forth. That's it. They have the Finger in the pulse of the nation. We just hate ourselves. We hate our lives. We hate our family. We're just sick of it. Sick of it, I tell you. No, actually, we're not. We're sick of Chuck, Cedric. We're sick of Joe. Come on. And all the other clowns in Washington, D.C. who interfere with our lives and create misery and poverty. I shall return. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. The Supreme Court and basic comedy, C-O-M-I-T-Y, has created a disaster in our country, which is the war against Donald Trump. You have a Manhattan DA going after Donald Trump. You have an Attorney General of New York going after Donald Trump. These are elected Marxist Democrats. And now you have a Georgia DA ask for a special grand jury to go after Donald Trump. And this is a Georgia DA with ties to, of course, Stacey Abrams. The true winner of the governorship of Georgia, just ask her. Of course, she never comes under any criticism for undermining our electoral system. No. She's unbelievable. The Associated Depressed Atlanta, the Georgia prosecutor looking into possible attempts to interfere in the 2020 general election by former President Donald Trump and others has asked for a special grand jury to aid the investigation. Fulton County DA Fannie Willis, the fanster, sent a letter to Fulton County Superior Court Chief Judge Christopher Brashear. See all these Democrat areas. But the Republicans, they're scared. No pushback. Asking him to impanel a special grand jury. She wrote in a letter that her office has received information indicating a reasonable probability 
that the state of Georgia's administration of elections in 2020, including the state's election of the President of the United States, was subject to possible criminal disruptions. Now, Mark, don't call them American Marxists. No, 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 no. Just because they act like Stalinists, don't you think if they could carry out things like Stalin did that they would? Please write this down, all these Soros front groups and the rest. Don't you think... Not the same violent way, you know, that Stalin hunted down Trotsky and so forth. But look how they're trying to hunt down Trump. Oh, we're going to have, we got all kinds of Democrat DAs and jurisdictions here. We're just going to keep it up, baby. Until this is done to the Democrats, they're not going to stop. Until this is done to the Democrats, they're not going to stop. Willis has declined to speak about the specifics of her investigation, preferring no doubt to leak them. But in an interview with the AP, the Associated Depressed earlier this month, she confirmed that its scope includes, but is not limited to, a January 2, 2021 phone call between Trump and Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, a November 2020 phone call between U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham and Raffensperger, the abrupt resignation of the U.S. Attorney in Atlanta on January 4, 2021, and comments made during January 2020 Georgia Legislative Committee hearings on the election. Yes, we're going to have grand juries and subpoenas. We're going to put out reports. We're going to indict people for speaking, for trying to change the results of an election. Ladies and gentlemen, you have every right to challenge electors. You have every right to challenge what's taken place in elections in various cities and states. Every single right. You have a right to pick up the phone and call the Secretary of State. You have a right to do all these things. There's nothing criminal about it. Nothing! A Trump spokesman has previously dismissed the investigation as politically motivated. Graham's also denied any wrong. We're innocent! We're innocent. See, that's the position they want you in. I'm innocent, even though you're innocent and you don't have to say you're innocent. I didn't say anything wrong in the call made while I was president on behalf of the United States of America to look in the massive voter fraud which took place in Georgia, Trump said. So are we now going to arrest Joe Biden, ladies and gentlemen, for his anticipatory influence on the next election? Tell me, which district attorney is going to look into that? Hello? Hello, any? No. It's Joe, it's Lunch Bucket Joe. We all know he's a schmuck. You know his son's a schmuck? No, 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 no. You don't understand. Well, this office has tried to interview multiple witnesses and gather evidence, but some witnesses and prospective witnesses have refused to cooperate without a subpoena, she wrote in a letter. That's just unbelievable. People don't want to cooperate with her? Willis wrote in a letter that Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, whom she calls an essential witness, has indicated he will not participate. What are we going to do now? Have special grand juries when there are phone calls made during and around and after elections? Special grand juries? Did you speak to the Secretary of State and encourage them to do X, Y, Z. Yes, I did. Now, if it's Mark Elias, a Democrat lawyer, or if it's any of these people, that's perfectly fine. Hey, 
It's the way it works. Have you noticed Democrats have never called secretaries of state, Mr. Producer? Have you noticed they've never challenged electors? Have you noticed they've never questioned the legitimacy of the electoral process or a specific election? Have you folks noticed that? They do it all the time. But all of a sudden, it's criminal. It's unbelievable. And Joe Biden just did it yesterday, and he's done it before. You know, this election system sucks. We're a racist country. Particularly the Republicans, the Jim Crow 2.0. Jim Crow 2.0, where the Republicans don't want minorities, particularly black, black people, to vote. They want to suppress, they want to repress, they want to impress, they want to depress. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And if you don't vote the way I say and support what I support, well... You're like George Wallace. And he's called him. I never said that. Paul Connor, I never said that. You never said that? Jefferson Davis, I never said that. Just because I said you'd be on the side of history like Bull Connor, George Wallace, and Jefferson Davis didn't mean I meant that you'd be like them. What are you talking about, Joe? No, and don't ever ask me that question again. Do you see how he took off after that reporter, Mr. Producer? Unbelievable. Well, that happens, you know, with people like this. Liberals. What did you think I meant? So now we have another DA who wants to impanel a grand jury. That would be two. We have a state attorney general. That's three. Now we have the the Stalinist panel, led by, really, Liz Cheney. Does Liz Cheney seem always angry to you, Mr. Producer? She's not particularly likable, is she? I don't think she is. In fact, she's not likable at all. And she's obsessed. And she leaks. And she lies, may I say, and I did. They got Schiff there, who shouldn't even be a lawyer anymore. Schiff shouldn't be a lawyer. I wouldn't trust him as the fry boy at the uh, McDonald's. I wouldn't, t- I wouldn't trust him. He'd be stealing French fries all over the place. And then blame it on the Russians. But it's the greatest group of intellects and thinkers that the capital has ever known. Because... The Einstein of these speakers, Nancy Pelosi says so. We've never seen anything like this, ladies and gentlemen. Never. When we come back, I hope the future Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, but people better not get too cocky because the Democrats have been known to play tricks. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read the secret war on cash from Swiss America. 
The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. So you need to read The War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the one-year anniversary the Biden inauguration, you may remember it was marked by riots and violence. Now, wait a minute. That was 2016, I think. But here to, uh, well, to analyze this, nobody better than Kevin McCarthy, hopefully, the soon-be Speaker of the House. How are you, sir? I'm good. Uh, who would have thought one year with one-party rule that they could destroy so much? Mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody today, and I told them, the only thing positive that Joe Biden has done all year is made us rethink Jimmy Carter's administration. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing possible. Now, let me ask you this, uh, Mr. Speaker in waiting. May I call you that? And you know what? I shouldn't. I'll tell you why. I've been telling my audience, don't get so cocky. You never know. They're, they're, we they're, can't. And, and look at the gerrymandering going on in uh, some of these blue states. It's pretty bad, isn't it? Oh, yeah, but now they're suing. They sued in Ohio, the Democrats. They sued in North Carolina. They're trying to intimidate. And remember this. We need to run through the tape. Now, the one thing I will say, if you look at what Gallup just came out with, Joe Biden started a year ago where people identified with Democrat by more than nine points with Republicans. That was kind of the highest mark you could be. End of the year, it usually takes two years to try to get that back to even. Republicans plus five. Hmm. It has not been this high since 1995. And really what you want to look at, too, there's a lot of people elected. They know some things. They don't know them. But one thing all members know is their own future of whether they have a chance to win or not. In 2010, we beat 63 Democrats, 17 Democrats retired. Right now, that number is 28. And you and I have talked about this before. Hmm. I believe that's going to be well over 30 because they they can't run again based upon what they've done. Inflation, raising prices on everybody. Crime. I mean, who thought train robbery would come back? You look mm-hmm. in California. Then you look at the border. Then you look at the wokeism. Then you look at Afghanistan. But now we have, he learned nothing from that. He won't apologize for getting 13 new gold star families. But what did he just tell Putin? And this is what people need to understand. This is the 100th year of the Soviet Union being created. Putin wants to put that all back together. Now he just had Joe Biden tell him, it's okay if you invade Ukraine. That was out. By the way, mistake or no mistake or misstatement, that, that is as bad as it gets. It's almost as bad as when Harry Truman pointed to a map. Uh, this at least is uh, what people say. And he, he talked about our area influence challenging the communists. And they say he forgot to mention... Uh, uh, the Korean Peninsula. Okay, whether that happened or not. The point is here. Here, I mean, either he's incompetent or he's absolutely outrageously 
stupid. And the point is, that's dangerous either way. Either way. That's extremely, extremely dangerous. Because now he just, this is what Putin heard. Go ahead and come Mm -hmm. in. And, you know, you've got the president of Ukraine saying, hey, world powers, there is no such thing as a small incursion. That's an invasion. That's Mm -hmm. death. And what happened the last time that we had an Olympics in China? Mm-hmm. Putin invaded. And watch what he's doing. And the, the, all all Biden says is, if you do afterwards, we're going to do sanctions. Something they've done to him already. He knows to live around it. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this, too. And not to put you on this January 6th committee thing. They violate House rules. They violate basic due process. They're criminalizing their investigation, which is unconstitutional. They do not have that power. They are throwing a wide net trying to collect people into this who have nothing to do with anything. They have no predicate for any of this. It's like the third impeachment or something here. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. Have you? No, but, but you hit on something very right. Nancy Pelosi never in the history has ever denied the minority to, to name their own people. Every single person on this committee has voted for impeachment without due process. Okay, Mm -hmm. This committee does not have any legislative bound duties. They're not working on legislation, what they're doing. It doesn't hold any any ability for people why they should ever go to it. And what they're trying to do is they go and they attack and punish any of their political adversaries. And you know what they said at the very beginning? The only thing that's off limit is the speaker. The only thing this committee should be doing is looking, why was the Capitol so ill-prepared that day, and make sure it never happened again. You're only going to find that out unless you know, what did the sergeant of arms say with the speaker? Did the sergeant of arms say, let's bring the National Guard in? And did the speaker say, no, she doesn't like the optics? Where that could have been protected? We'll never know. Why would they put that off limit? Because they're protecting her. It's that simple, because if this This committee really worked, yeah, and if they were really concerned about making sure this never happened again, then you need to know what did happen in terms of the speaker, in terms of security for the building. Let me ask you this. I mean, you're the highest ranking Republican in the House of Representatives. Prior to January 6th, did she ever sit down with you or communicate with you on, on security, what to tell the Republican members, anything of that sort? No, neither did the sergeant of arms, neither when they got the warnings did they tell us. They didn't tell us that day. But you know the guy that's in charge of the parking on top of the, in front of the Capitol? He wouldn't let people there because he had, a, he had knowledge of there being a problem. They never once kept, even afterward, the sergeant of arms didn't talk to me. But why would they withhold that information? Mm-hmm. Because what happens here is the speaker has all the power. Why wouldn't you want to come out and say, I came out and said exactly what I talked to the president about on national television. There's nothing to hide. There's nothing to add. But for the idea that they're using this to try to punish their political adversaries is wrong. But it goes to the underlying fabric about this administration, about this majority. It's all about power. It's about mandating. It's about dictating who could be in school. It's about controlling. Think about what they did. We warned them from the very beginning when they took over. If they were to pass that $2 trillion bill, that they called COVID, but only 9% went to it, why wouldn't we have abundancy of tests right now? Mm -hmm. But he, he denied that. 
they went and were they giving checks, and we warned them. You know where that check's going to go? It's going to go to prisoners. They sent a check to the Boston bomber. We told them if they pass that $2 trillion, they're going to get inflation. What do we have now? Inflation. We warned this president not to pull out of Afghanistan in the style that he was doing. He brought 13 new gold star families, and there's still Americans being held hostage. I mean, for anyone that wants to study history, this is 1979 all over again. You got a president in office that looks weak. You got the last time, the last time Americans were held hostage in the Middle East, 1979. The last time we had oil prices and inflation like this. The last time we had a president that looked to OPEC to solve our energy prices instead of American energy. The last time we had an individual, Jimmy Carter had Billy Carter. He's got Hunter Biden. You know, when you listen to Biden today, or yesterday mm-hmm. for those two hours, he blamed everybody but himself. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's really quite unbelievable. Remember when he told us the buck stopped here? Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, trillions of bucks stopped there. One thing we found out for sh- the one thing we found out for sure when he told Putin he can invade uh, Ukraine, we found out Hunter Biden must no longer work for any companies in Ukraine. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, he'll just switch sides. All right, Kevin McCarthy, thank you, my friend. Go get him. Go get him. We got it. All right, good luck, too. He's a real friend of the program. He likes to come on. Where's McConnell, by the way? We'd love to have him on. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read the secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution. Against all freedom-loving Americans. So, you need to read the war on cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492. 800-630-1492. Or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Show, where the Reagan Coalition meets every day. Call now, 877-381-3811. The show tonight is dedicated to Scott Anderson, who was a wonderful young man, who was a wonderful family, wonderful parents, who I met a few years back, and unfortunately who's no longer with us. And so, uh, programs dedicated to Scott and his family. Oh, yeah, it's our man, Don, from Lake Ronkonkoma, who's been with me from the start. Don, how are you? WABC. Hey, Mark. Mark, great to talk to you again. Thank you. It's been a while. Yeah. Hey, you know, you know. I think we should add Pelosi's, the word, contegrity, into the liberal lexicon, because the word doesn't mean anything, and Democrats don't mean <laughs> anything when they say it. That's true. So, I'm with you. You know, Mary, uh, Mark, we didn't. We learned nothing new from uh, 
watching Joe Biden's uh, uh, speech yesterday from the mm-hmm. last year. We haven't learned anything. And it, every time he speaks, we don't learn anything. He said he outperformed. I think we get dumber. I think every time we listen to him, our IQ uh, sinks. Oh, you bet. It's mm-hmm. a waste of time. You can't get that two hours back. Yeah. He said, he said he out. He said he outperformed his expectations in his first year. He's right. I, I think he felt he, out, he did. He he outperformed his self delusion and total <laughs> failure. He, yes, he, he did. didn't believe his. He doesn't believe his low poll numbers. Joe doesn't mm-hmm. believe in the rise in crime. Joe doesn't believe in fair elections. Joe doesn't believe there's any problems on the southern border. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to take any difficult questions, only easy ones. And the trouble is, he lies with the easy ones, too. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was just a, it's just a disgrace yeah, it and, was. and an embarrassment, really is an embarrassment. Well, I think we should thank the media and the Democrat Party for presenting us with such a fantastic commander-in-chief, don't you? <laughs> I, I, I wish I could. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awful. It's just awful. And, and you can't even be, you can't be proud of this man at all. You know, you can't look. It's just a disgrace. All right, my friend. My best to you and your family. You're a good man. Thank you very much, Don. Don's been with us a long time. And you know what? He befriended my father. He's just a terrific guy. Let's go to David Turnersville, New Jersey, the great WPHT. My hometown, Philadelphia. Go right ahead. How are you doing, Mr. Levin? Thank you for taking my call. And I do wish I had half your intelligence. My question oh, is this. Yesterday, I listened to the president's news conference, mm-hmm. and I didn't hear him say one thing about the crisis at the southern border. Mm-hmm. Did he forget that there was a crisis at the southern border, or did his handlers just not want him to say anything about it? I think there was a crisis in his pants. I hear he wears the pens. Do you believe that? <laughs> that's, that's a rumor. I don't know that. Mr. Medusa, did you start that rumor? You may have, right? Because these people that are coming in, they're not being tested for COVID or anything else contagious mm-hmm. for that matter, and he's shipping them all over the country. Yeah, it's shocking. It's shocking. And what about what, crime? God knows what they're unleashing on us. But, well, both externally and internally. We know people are criminals who've been put in prison, and they're letting them out. They're killing people. They're hurting people. Not all, of course. A couple of people I know who served time, and I don't mean uh, they were violent killers or anything like that who've turned out to be great citizens quite frankly but i'm not talking about them i'm talking about these people 10 crimes five crimes violent crimes and uh they keep doing it look at this poor girl who was murdered in a furniture store look at the poor girl who was shoved in front of a subway in in new york and you can go on uh, we don't even know the half of it But we know it's dangerous out there. It's dangerous. And you know how we know it's dangerous out there, my friend? You won't see these members of Congress walking the streets of Washington at midnight without protection. You won't even see them walking the streets of Congress, period. The leaders in Congress, they all have cars. They all bodyguards. Not to protect them from white supremacists, you know, and Trump supporters. Criminals. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. Let's continue. Albert, from Edison, New Jersey. I mean, go right ahead, Albert, the, the great WABC. How are you, my friend? Hey, 
Mark, I'm great, and I just finished laughing from when you said you think he has something in his pants. It brought back memories of the late, great Bob Grant uh, when he used to say that uh, someone was cockazot. And, uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm 63, and I've been listening to talk radio a long time. But I, did, I wanted to say the reason I called is I can't believe that the mainstream media has not made a mention of the fact that, first of all, this guy's a horrible parent. I mean, you just look at, look at, look at what's going on with his son. He should be, you know, he should They're be They're going to point out that he lost, you know, some of his kids in a horrific accident when he was 29 and got elected to the Senate. But I would say in the case of Hunter Biden... I mean, he had he, he had another son, Bo, who was actually a very uh, respected young man. But this guy, Hunter, obviously is uh, he's he's uh, he's unhinged. Yeah, he's bad. Um, but what I, I, what I wanted to say is that I can't believe the media hasn't reported on something that I picked up on. And they think that the voters are, um, I guess, ill-educated. He said that. A uh, number of a couple of senator didn't want to get primaried, so they they couldn't go against him. That's what they're supposed to do. They're well, first of all, do you believe that? I don't no, even believe don't it. Believe the guy's it. such a. Lo- do you think five Republican senators came up to Joe Biden and said, "Hey, Joe, I'd vote with you, but I don't want to be primaried." First of all, there's 24 Republican senators that are up. Do you think five of them did? I don't believe that for two seconds. Remember, Joe makes things up. We know that. He's a plagiarizer. He's a liar. And then he says he doesn't, he doesn't care about his poll numbers. Well, that's there again. He's just out of touch with the people want from him. But mm. uh, that's, that's all I had to say, Mark. I just want to tell you, I bought your book. I'm not a big mm. reader. I'm a self-employed guy. I'm going to give the book to someone that, that uh, will read it, and I'm going to get the book on tape because that's the only thing I can do is listen to it in my truck. I've been dying to get some time to, to re- read it, but I'm going to go with the book on tape because I want to hear what's in the book. <laughs> so, You're but, very, uh, very kind. I'm a supporter, and keep up the good work. You too. God bless you. So I saw the list from the New York Slimes of the top books. And we're on that list again. Is it week 22, Mr. Producer, something like that? It's almost six months by my calculation. Now, I look at this list today because it's Thursday, and I, I get a secondary list from the publisher that shows the numbers of books sold. Now, the book on the nonfiction side that sold the number one number of books was Glenn Beck's book. Reset. Glenn Beck's book. Glenn was on this show, you recall. It was the number one book. But they didn't give him the number one slot. They didn't give him the number two slot. They didn't give him the number three slot. They didn't give him the number four slot. I think they gave him, like, the slot number seven. And these cockamamie left-wing kook books, like this guy Raskin, his book, they put up at number one. I think he sold, like, 10,000 books. My book should have been number three or four on the list. I don't even care anymore. We've done our thing in terms of the numbers on the list. I want as many people to buy it and read it as possible, but they can stick their list now. So they screwed Glenn Beck. I'm just telling you. It wasn't even close. He had like 57,000 hard... I'm doing this. And number two was like 10,300 or 12,400. And they dropped them all the way down. Because that's what the New York Times, big things, 
covering up Stalin's slaughter of the Ukrainians, Hitler's slaughter of the Jews, and little things. Their book list. They leave nothing to chance over there at the New York Slimes. They're disgusting. Right, Maggie? Maggie. Maggie. Haberman. I wonder how many Pulitzers they've given to her. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read the secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. So you need to read The War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Jay, Marion, Ohio, on the Mark Levin app. Jay, how are you? Well, hi, Mark. I, uh, when I heard you uh, earlier uh, bringing up the anniversary of the Wansi conference, that really surprised me because no one uh, I ever heard uh, discussed that before. And the reason I knew about the conference, I wanted to tell you, was I had seen a movie uh, named Conspiracy, which is a, a reenactment of everything that happened at that Wansi conference. Mm-hmm. My wife, believe it or not, even at the age of 64, brought it to my attention. And I did some reading about it. It's something I'd heard about before. Something I knew something about before. But I thought it was important to bring the nation's attention to it because there's many people that never heard of it before because they're not learning about it. They're learning about how to hate their country. Go right ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, Mark, and... Oh, that's all right. In addition to the research that you did on it, I'd recommend uh, seeing that movie. I think it's available on streaming services. What's it called again? Probably on, uh, the title of the movie is Conspiracy, and it stars uh, Kenneth Branagh, who plays uh, uh, Reinhard Heydrich, and um, Stanley Tucci, who plays the role of Adolf Eichmann. And it's a reenactment of the Wansi Conference, a really chilling reenactment. Mm-hmm. The script is based on the surviving copy of uh, Adolf Eichmann's minutes of the conference. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, a lot of the things that you mentioned, you see them taking place before your eyes. Shocking. And, uh, he, oh, yeah, and um, as I say, it's really chilling because uh, when he's when they're discussing... Um, you know, the uh, the final solution for the Jews, and Heydrich is describing to them how uh, the trucks are being used, where they hook up the uh, exhaust of the truck to the people that are trapped inside the truck, mm-hmm. and uh, that uh, 
they cannot uh, do that in sufficient numbers. And um, uh, they start calculating the number of Jews that exist in Europe and how many uh, the Fuhrer wants them to eliminate. And uh, Heydrich starts talking to the committee about uh, uh, these um, larger gas chambers that are going to be constructed in camps and uh, the crematory ovens that will be used to dispose of the bodies. And the people at the conference are taken initially taken aback by this, and they start asking him how... How does he know that this will be a good solution? And he finally discloses to them that they're already doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, he mm-hmm. said that they're doing it to a limited extent in some of the initial camps that they set up. But uh, the purpose of the conference was to get the official approval and uh, to launch it on a much larger scale. It's really a good movie, and I, and I think it's quite faithful to what happened at the Wansi Conference, and I'd really recommend it. Uh, I think you would find it interesting, and anyone who found your coverage of it tonight would find that movie interesting as, as well. It's, uh, it's very well done. Well, Jay, I find you very interesting, and I want to thank you for this very important call. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. J.C. East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, on the Mark Levin app. How are you? Hey, Mark, how are you? First of all, thank you very much for being there, and I thank John Casabatidis for having such a wonderful, open-minded station, and I think that I... boy, John. John's a good man. Go ahead. I might go insane if I didn't have that outlet. I really can't talk to anybody at work. Nobody seems to get it. But, however, back to the uh, Georgia grand jury. Okay, first of all, we all know the devil came from Georgia, and I think he's still there. Uh, in Stacey Abrams. Uh, so bring on the grand, grand jury. If they may open Pandora's golden box and get more than they bargained for, okay? It may unleash the reality of who Brian Kemp, Raffenberger, and the whole machine, Georgia machine, is all about. You never know what's going to happen on the other yeah, end. Yeah, the problem is these grand juries, for the most part, are the plaything of the prosecutor, you know. But I will say this. When you hear something like this, or you see something like this, this makes you even more of an ardent Trump supporter, doesn't it? Absolutely, there's no doubt about it. You got to bring back. We got to bring back Trump. There's no doubt. He's our only savior. He's and by the, the way, guy. they make him. The more they do this to him, the more, um, the more, the more of a winner he looks like. You know what I mean? The more of a super, the more of a Superman he looks like. Because try as they might. They just can't seem to succeed. Thank you for your call, my friend. But they are corrupt and they're disgusting. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. And I want to thank you all for being here. God bless you. And uh, I will see you tomorrow. Be well.